Hello and welcome to the Complete Geeks episode 29. And hmm. I am joined here by Bob. And I am organic, and we are ready to make love. Right? Hot central love, a lot of pig noises. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, well, we didn't have an episode last week. It was a little <laughs> cha- was, chaotic trying yeah. to piece things together, and I was out in Disney World getting all sorts of sick and infested with goodness. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. You were telling me the play-by-play of that, and when... You know, it seemed like you were really enjoying yourself, and then when you messaged me on Discord and you were just telling me that you had a chest cold, you're like, I can't walk more than 30 minutes without stopping. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I think I, it was the night before, and I was like, I'm in Slinky Dog Ride, and I'm like, I'm fucking over it. I could feel it starting to come on, it was like Aww. in my chest, just, and I was like, we're, that's a god-awful line for a mediocre ride. But yes. Um, I promised my daughter we would do it, so I'm like, all right, let's go. And every time the line stopped, I just had to put my head down on, like, a pole. Ugh. I'm like, it was just all sorts of nastiness. And then it started to rain, and it was, like, 55 degrees out. So it's just a combination of fuckery on top of that. It, uh, yeah. it, rained, it rained when we were in Animal Kingdom in December, and... It was a shit show because we were like at the back of the park. And of course you don't bring an umbrella or anything. Cause you're like, it's not going to rain that bad. It might be a drizzle. And no, it was like a fucking torrential downpour. By the time I got back to the hotel, I was literally just like, it just felt like I got out of a washing machine. I was like, man, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. We, we had that earlier in the day at studios <laughs> and luckily we were doing that voyage of the little mermaid, which okay. is an indoor theater. And then the Muppets, what, 3D, whatever yeah. it is. So we were in theaters for, I mean, a good 40 minutes, but it was just a torrential downpour. That's, that sucks. Like That's that's the shittiest part about Florida. It's, and their torrential downpours can last anywhere between, you know, three minutes and all day. It's Yeah. <laughs> or, or you get a bunch of them that are just spurted out throughout the day, and... So, like I said, with us, it was a torrential downpour back in Animal Kingdom, all the way at the back by, like, the stuff for Avatar. And then on top of that, it was fucking nighttime. And the parks are well lit, but not well lit enough to fucking navigate my way out. And it was just like, holy... Oh, I, I, can, I can only imagine Animal Kingdom. It was my first time going there. and I wasn't there very long. Pretty much just saw the Avatar area. But mm-hmm. I'm like... That park is not an easy one to navigate. No, and I couldn't imagine you actually being sick on top of it because my wife has like hip and knee issues, uh-huh. and even walking through that park, it's it's not as dense as the other ones. It's a fucking hike, and you understand why it's so big. But then on top of it, you're just like, "Fuck, I'm I'm okay with walking that long." But even then, I'm like, "Fuck, get me out of here! I'm fucking bored." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. On top, other than that, was uh, the whole trip good? Did you enjoy yourself? Uh, yeah, it was it was good. Magic Kingdom was the first day. Um, mm-hmm. Rode a lot more than I thought we would get to. Good. Um, my daughter, I mean, I don't know what came over her. She could ride a kitty roller coaster and be scared to death of it. But mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we had some time to spare between or before our Fast Pass for Jungle Cruise. And I was like, you want to go ride Big Thunder? She goes, what's that? So walk back there, and she goes, yeah. So that was about a 60-minute wait. So yeah. 
got on that, and I'm like, all right, you all right with it? And she did not put her hands down one time. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then she rode Space Mountain like a champ, was cracking up the entire time. (laughs) And what's crazy is with Space Mountain, too, is uh, I think they say the average speed on Space Mountain is like anywhere between 15 to 25 miles an hour. Like, it's not a very fast ride, but because it's so dark and, like, it's compact, it just feels like you're going 150 miles an hour through the whole thing. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's the whole thing. You just don't know what's coming up next on it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that that was all really good. Um, yeah, Hollywood Studios was the next day, and yeah. s- some, uh, the madness of... Rise getting of the in. Resistance. Yeah. Well, was, get, getting into the park wasn't bad. We got mm-hmm. we got there at like 7.40 okay. and got through the gates, no problem. Um, and I was like, man, what, why the hell do we have to get here early? And then came around to, what was it, the Main Star, Star Tours yeah. area. And then I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That, and that entire area from Star Tours to essentially the tunnel to Galaxy's Edge was packed with people yeah it's a it's a absolute clusterfuck and what shitty as much as i like disney and i love the area and the quality of the park and everything the only thing is shitty is you don't know what you're getting into in terms of time so like you said i went in december and it was okay the times weren't that bad and things like that but then you know you go in january it's like you almost have to you have to base it around like when schools are in session for for florida because yeah. a lot of people take like weekend trips and stuff but i mean it's e- even then it's like day to day because i was even like keeping an eye on some of the times while you were down there and i'm like holy shit like some of these have a three hour wait and it's like why it's like it's not blistering hot it's not you know it's not summer weather it's not spring weather it's usually winter time for people in florida and it's like you're just sitting here like holy shit but yeah and then with all, all the people packed in there, I was kind of like, I was like, is this all just people trying to get into Rise of the Resistance? And I'm like, mm-hmm. why are they all gathered here? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, as soon as 8 o'clock hit, everybody's phone's going like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the queue filled up within 30 seconds for the entire day. Yeah. It's... And, yeah, luckily I got into, what was it, boarding group 52. And I think it says, it said if you're boarding groups 57 and below you have a greater possibility of riding it but there's no guarantee which which is bonkers to me because when i was there they were filling out you know they were getting up to 100 120 in terms of the ride and stuff like that and when that warning wasn't on the app when i was there and to see that i was just i guess the hype is real and people started really hammering in like you got to fucking experience this because it's absolutely fantastic and i just i was shocked when you know i'm glad that you were able to get in especially not having a having a little one with you and not having to go at fucking 4 30 in the morning to sit in line for three hours like yeah I'm, I'm still really confused on what the what the point of getting there that early would be i think some people just want bragging rights to say like oh look at me i did uh I was in boarding group number one, or I was in boarding group 10. It's like, nobody gives a shit. You know, you rode the ride just like the rest of us. You won't have the opportunity. You won't have the opportunity to ride it again for the rest of the day. So, yeah. yeah. And I I think ultimately, I think they, 
I left the park. It was about seven o'clock that night, mm-hmm. and I think they got into the seventies for boarding groups. Wow! But from what I was reading, they're experiencing quite a few breakdowns. Yeah, because um, the whole entire ride, you know, because you have the first part where you're in the in the transport ship, and then the whole entire ride is trackless. So it doesn't it, by trackless. It literally means they're they're just carts. And they're like yep. scanned by like RFID readers in the floor, and I guess they're having issues with those. Yeah, I and heard there's so, a lot of connectivity issues. Yeah, which I mean is understandable considering the fact that how how many things are running at once in that ride and how immersive it is. It's you know it's going to take a while for them to get the bugs out. But the finished product for me, I was I saw videos of it, but the videos don't compare to how fucking incredible it is. It's it's jaw dropping. Like I wanted to get off and I was like, I don't give a shit how long the wait is. If I could wait again to ride it again, I would. Yeah. And then, um, we, we did smugglers run right before that. That's cool. That was, that was sitting in about an 80 minute wait. Okay. And I was like, okay, if it moves about through 80 minutes, that's going to put us probably about 20 minutes before our boarding group starts that two hour mm-hmm. window. And man, it, it probably took like 110 minutes to get through there. And I was kind of starting to panic. I was like, Oh mm-hmm. shit. Because, yes, yeah, Smuggler's Run, that's that's kind of a brutal line. It's pretty slow, but yeah. you, you understand because once you get into the ride, I mean, yeah, they, they don't move a lot of people through there. No, but it's the, yet again, it comes down to like the sheer quality of the ride and yep. all the things that are worked around it and built. Because with us, you know, we have Six Flags and Bush Gardens and we have King's Dominion, which are on the East coast, which are just regular like roller coaster theme parks and all of those, like I used to go to those as a kid and you're like, Oh, okay, cool. They have cool roller coasters and stuff like that. But the places are the, you can tell that they don't dump a lot of money into them, especially six flags. Six flags used to be like an independently owned uh, theme park. And then it became a six flags. God, maybe 15, 20 years ago now. Yeah. And the place is a shithole. It's, they, you know, when you go over and you pay 30 bucks to get in, you're like, why is it so cheap? And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is why it's so cheap because this place fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to someplace like Disney and you're like, why the fuck is this place so expensive? And then you go there and you see, even if you don't ride any of the rides, just the sheer like quality of like Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios in general, the way it's all built and the way it's designed and Magic Kingdom, how big it is and all the theme parks even though they're all the same they're technically quote unquote Disney World but they're all different mm-hmm. in, in their own respects and you start to see like god it's like now I see where my you actually see where your money's going it's not yeah. just a thing of like you paid a hundred dollars a person you know and you get in there and some shitty park it's like everything's all well kept everything's all clean and you know like you said you go into galaxy's edge and you're like holy shit like look at all this fucking money like you know seeing a one one scale replica of the falcon and seeing kylo ren's ship and knowing that you know in 10 or 15 years they'll do something to it again to fix it and it's absolutely incredible yeah the the sheer scale um Mm -hmm. and it took so so long to kind of get through everything there i i only got to really experience the rides and do one walkthrough pass Mm mm-hmm um, so there, there was some stuff I wish I would have saw there, but man, the, the rides, um, smugglers run, just walk, walking into the cockpit and just how they stage you in there. Yep. Um, 
thankfully, my daughter and I got to be pilot and co-pilot. Nice. Um, it was a very bumpy ride as she was controlling the vertical. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's... And, and um, yeah, Rise of the Resistance. How long did you spend waiting in line after you joined the line, if, I guess? Waiting in line, it wasn't that long. It was maybe like maybe like a half an hour. Okay, we we were pushing probably about an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. No wonder. No wonder they're because they're probably having technical issues on top of. No wonder they're only talking about boarding groups like, you know, like you said, like fifty nine and above are not guaranteed to get in because <coughs> of the wait times in line. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, our boarding group fifty two that was called at what four thirty, which that is afternoon? which is crazy because I was yeah. fifty. I was fifty seven, and ours was called at twelve. Yeah. So it's, that's insane. So they must be having a lot of technical issues, which I mean, you're, I mean, the thing's only been open for like a month and the thing is, regardless of how much Disney or how much any company is going to go over and think that they have like really put the heavy test on it, you won't get a heavy test on it until you start dealing with multiple crowds at once and running the ride over and over and over again. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they were running fairly small groups because in our group that went on the ship, I'm gonna I'm gonna say there was maybe ten or twelve people. Oh wow, so that is smaller because mine was maybe like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, I mean crazy. it was it, it was packed. enough. the The ship, um, we could move entirely around it and see everything yeah. going on. Yeah, ours is a little bit more packed. But what'd you think of coming off the ship? Oh, the the mindfuck of yeah. going out the same door you came in <laughs> yeah. on? Yeah. I was like, where, like, <laughs> Sarah and I still are like, where the fuck does this thing go? Where did it go off to? Does it move back? Does it go forward? Where the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I, I watched a video afterwards, and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But I'm like, fuck the scale of that room when you exit out. It's mm-hmm. like, even, even when you get out of the ship and you turn around... And there is the whole room beyond the ship, mm-hmm. so it's yeah, it's it's insane. So so what we're explaining to the folks at home is that, you know, when you get out of line, they pretty much like, you know, because it's all part of all part of an immersion thing. They load you, they load all the people into a ship, and it goes through this whole entire. And this like, ship and this ship is outside. Yeah, the outside ship is outside in the real world. The, the ship is outside in the real world. So you actually like break the threshold, and you're outside. And they transport you across a field, like a little mini like field. And you see like an X-wing and stuff like that, and they load you into a ship. And then the ship goes through a whole entire story where it's being taken over by a star destroyer. Well, the 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 entrance to that ship is on the outside, like we said. But when you come back, when you know when you when they tell you to exit, the same door is now on the inside, and it's inside the star destroyer, and in my head, you know, I can't piece together how the fuck we got there. So it's fantastic. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I would, I, just... I, I would put that room as probably twenty five foot high ceiling. Yep, absolutely. And, then and I would, I would say shit, at least one hundred and fifty feet wide. Yeah, it was. It was I mean, like what, like walking into a, a whole movie theater. Yeah, 
it's it was uh, yeah because the screen on the back like representing space and seeing the star destroyer like outside of space and seeing the tie fighters move by it was probably just as big as like maybe a movie theater or like imax theater yeah i mean it's definitely it, it goes to show you disney's like this is what happens when you got fuck you money and i and i very much like that they they let you chill out in that area and kind mm-hmm. of take it all in where mm-hmm. the volume of people most places would push you through pretty quick right and I think I think they know. I think with that too, they know that people want to stop and look and see that kind of stuff. And so I think I would have been angrier if they would have just rushed us through. Because mm-hmm. I mean, they give you they gave us a good like five ten minutes of looking at the stuff, snapping pictures, you know, being able to like record a little bit of video, and then they start cycling us over to the other, you know, to the other area. And yeah, it's and what's cool about it is too is you don't see. The ship that you come off of because they funnel you into a hallway, you don't even see that ship leave or anything. So you don't see the ride reset. No. Because when you like look behind you, the doors close. And so you don't get to see the ride reset or anything, which is even crazier to me. Yeah, and it's it's very much, I mean, as soon as you're in the ride, the characters, they are the first order. Yeah. They treat you like shit. They are yep. there. You're being interrogated. Yep. It's... I'm glad I'm glad you were able to ride it. I'm glad and I'm also glad that you didn't have to sit there and like put yourself through a whole bunch of shit to get to it. You were able to actually go there in the morning yeah. and you know, get get a ticket for it and not having to sit there and scramble and wake the little one up at four o'clock in the morning because that's not enjoyable to me. Even even with a person without kids, like I wouldn't imagine myself waking up at four in the morning and you would see these people online, they're like, You need to get there at four AM and we pulled up in an Uber at like seven something and i was like man fuck that i'd be pissed off if i was here at 4 30. oh good good call with well i originally tried to take a lift over to studios mm-hmm. and i was staying at the contemporary okay. and they had the the minivans or whatever yeah it was like 35 dollars i'm like Shit, i'm just gonna get a regular lift yep. so i book it the guy goes to the other side of the hotel and i'm like so i try to call him he doesn't answer and then all of a sudden the car's driving away and he charged me must have picked oh up somebody God. else Really? So I'm like, I was like, I'll get Uber. Yeah. And I'm still trying to get the charges back on that, but Jesus, that's um, yeah. But but going on the ride, what's really cool about Rise yeah. also is there's multiple escape vehicles that you're in essentially. Yep. And so you have, if you do get to ride it more than once, you have an opportunity of seeing different things because you are on a different path. Yeah. So, which one did you do? Did you did you rise up in front of the ATAT? Nope, on the side. Oh, uh, so I actually uh, we rose up in front of the ATAT. Okay. Yeah, and so you got to see like the actual like inside the red line. They actually had two ATAT pilots in there, and they were like, "What? Oh, what? Blast them!" And you just see them shoot these big giant beams, and so <clears throat> you're just like looking behind you, and you see these big blast holes in the wall and stuff. It's, oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. we we had uh, on the side of the ATATs were okay. two troopers. Oh, cool. Yep. It's it's so dope. It's just it's so dope. No, yeah, the, just yeah to see two full size ATATs sitting in there, and then yeah. obviously it looks like ones in the back as well. Yeah, I was. Moy recorded video of me, and you can hear me slightly in the background. But I'm pretty much like being as big of a Star Wars fan as I am. I was literally sitting there screaming. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, did you see that? Holy shit! What the fuck!" 
it's yeah. Just, it's me just screaming because it was just, it was so fantastic. I, I never in a million years, I would think not only getting a Star Wars theme park, but getting a ride like that. And it doesn't matter whether or not you like the new trilogy or not and have problems with it. You can't deny that something like that ride is, it's, absolutely incredible it was definitely an experience that i'll yeah. never forget yeah yeah the the only the only bad gripe i would have is man the animatronic general hux looks really bad oh yeah he's <laughs> fucking terrifying look and i'm just like why <laughs> this is a, of all the times i have really good eyeballs i didn't <laughs> want to see this <laughs> yeah it was i'm glad i'm glad you were able to ride it were you what else did you ride in hollywood Oh, well, we did the Toy Story Mania. Oh, cool. Um, that, man, that was put a workout on me. Yeah. I, it's uh, a fun ride, though. I believe I destroyed my kid. I think she had 41,000 and I had a 152,000. Well, she's got to learn to, she's got to learn to lose sometime. I know. She tried to bet me on it. Oh, man. <laughs> I paid for this. I paid for this trip. We're not betting anything. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we did. Well, obviously the Slinky Dog ride did the was it the Alien Saucers in okay. Toy Story Land. Nice. Um, we had a fast pass for Tower of Terror, which I kept moving that because the kind of the delays on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't do Tower of Terror because I was just felt like shit. No, oh, yeah. But um, one ride that we did that I am wasn't even anticipating was Star Tour. Yeah, Star Tours. Oh, okay. Um, I've never, never done it before. I did not know it was going to be updated. Yeah. Um, and probably one of the best moments of the trip happened in that ride. <laughs> okay. So what happened? So did you guys do it? Yeah. The, uh, the whole entire thing with your face pops up as a spy. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so that happened to my daughter. Nice. That's awesome. And it she, always... she kind of started like freaking out. It takes the most unflattering photo known to man every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's that's a, that's another ride where, you know, it's what 30 years old. Yeah, it's like, not, yeah. yeah, it's it's 30 years old and it's updated numerous times and still looks, you know, you're walking through the ride and it's, it feels like the ride just came out. Yep. Yeah, it's an old style ride where, you know, it's one of the 3D cart ones, but they just keep it updated and keep it relevant and it's still just a fantastic ride. It doesn't need to shut down or anything like that. It, you know, even with galaxy's edge there, because it's a different experience than what would, it would actually be more off putting in galaxy's edge than it would be just sitting outside of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's cool that they still kept it there and they're not moving it and not closing it down. The one thing I am excited about is they are going to close down tower of terror next year uh-huh. they've already did it in disneyland but they're going to update it making guardians of the galaxy oh are they going to go that route yeah so in in disneyland it's already updated but i think ours in on florida isn't going to be updated until 2021 but it's okay. cool because uh sarah actually rode the one in disneyland and they have like an animatronic rocket raccoon like instead of it being like a library where they tell you stuff it's actually like an animatronic rocket raccoon like walking around and telling you what's going on and stuff like that it's supposed to be really really cool oh that'd be good yeah yeah and then um yeah another another really funny moment was well we were standing in line with the 110 minutes for smugglers run as we're feeding back back and forth around the falcon 
Uh, I look over and there's this old lady that is still wearing her 3D glasses from the Muppet ride, <laughs> which are bright pink giant 3D glasses. That's amazing. And I'm like, nobody in her family told her to take those off. <laughs> right. Oh, the, the Muppet thing, it's like there's certain things that are so dumb and ridiculous, um, but the Muppet, the Muppet 3D thing the 3d vision uh fucking killed me because when rizzo the rat comes up and he's dressed up as mickey mouse oh, on yeah. the screen he's like welcome to my park i just lost it i couldn't stop laughing yeah. and then the restaurant outside of it is called pizza rizzo's mm-hmm. and so it's got rizzo's the rat's face everywhere i was just i was fucking dying and so everything like every time i would see something and the wife would just go over and say, brought to you by pizza Rizzo's. <laughs> <laughs> and so like we saw Pirates of the Caribbean and all I hear from her is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, no. Brought to you by pizza Rizzo's. And she <laughs> fucking died. And so the whole entire time, every time I saw something, I was just laughing because it had some kind of Rizzo the Rat affiliation to it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, my daughter was cracking up at the fountain over there. <laughs> yeah. It's... But... Yeah, that was that was. I mean, the the trip, all the other stuff was kind of shitty. Um, I did <laughs> I did get to see a SpaceX uh, launch. Oh, that's cool. Um, that was originally set for Sunday, which was mm-hmm. Daytona 500, and oh. I did not get out of bed all day, so mm. that got postponed due to the weather, right? And some, I think, part that they were inspecting, so that was moved to Monday morning. So. Made it over there. Wasn't in great shape, but at least got to see it. It's, uh, yeah, definitely not as flashy as you think a launch would be. You're pretty far back, but, I mean, just the amount of sound that carries through there is really neat. Yeah, that's that's dope. I couldn't imagine how cool it is. Like, But like you said, you're like 800 miles away. I know, and then you're <laughs> surrounded by like people that haven't seen the sun since the last launch, and they're just oh, a bunch yeah. of bunch of fucking dorks bunch of fucking dorks and it's like why are you balding on top but still have a ponytail yeah and then then as we were standing there on the water i looked down and i see a little baby sea turtle swimming and oh. my daughter was really bored at the time and i'm like oh look a sea turtle and looked down and it swam away and she cried and cried oh see you shouldn't you shouldn't even got her hopes up i know <laughs> but so so what you got bob for this episode uh, let's see uh well I haven't done jack shit, so that makes it easier. Um, how did I do anything? No. Nope. Um, so what I got for the whole entire rest of the episode is Toy Fair was this weekend, the International Toy Fair. Um, it happens in New York every year around this time. It usually goes from, I think it goes for three days, so it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, and, yeah, they pretty much talk about all the new toys coming out throughout the year. It doesn't matter. It could be kids' toys and all the way up to high-end collector's items. And so everybody advertises there and shows off new products, shows off prototypes. And, yeah, pretty much, uh, what was it? After it got done, I put an order in on Amazon, and it was like a $780 order. <laughs> Jesus. Of, where, of all the fucking pre-orders that I did because, it, like... Transformers came out hot. Freaking Hasbro now has the master license to Ghostbusters, and so they put out a bunch of cool shit. Um, oh, so spe- speaking of that, yeah, man, I I am so excited for the Proton Pack that is coming out by them. Yeah, and so um, 
it is like the throwback to the one that I had a, as a kid. Yep. Oh, man. So another thing that they're doing in terms of the high-end collector world, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Ghostbusters. And so Mattel had the license before, and they just didn't uh, they just didn't do well with it. They thought that you know it was it was mainly like an online only thing. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of the shit was ordered online. Maddie Collector's website, which is the, their collector website, was always a shit show because it was handled by Digital River, and Digital River is a trash ass e commerce. And so they pretty much just they let it fall by the wayside and let it die. They did a lot of really poor decisions with it. And then you know the what was it the relaunch to the reboot of Ghostbusters happened and. They tried to dump a bunch of figures for that, and they did not do well. Man, they were expensive, too. Yeah, they were expensive. I mean, for a crap movie, I wasn't paying $20 a figure for it. Yeah. The last the last wave that they did in terms of retail, because I guess they decided, like, hey, we got to get these molds out, or hey, we have to get something out to make, recoup some money. They did a like a Walmart exclusive wave that was all for Ghostbusters, and then it had a build of... The sign, the no ghost sign, but it was yeah. like a 3D build of it, which was really cool. But after that, that was maybe three, four years ago, and they just let it sit. And then when the license came up for grabs, they, I guess they either A, didn't decide to renew, or B, they just didn't have the money to renew. And so Hasbro took it, and Hasbro's had a lot of success lately with the relaunch of essentially G1 Transformers. Um, they have the Lightning Collection, which is their collector grade. Because they got the license for Power Rangers too, they actually took that from Bandai, which Bandai had that ever since we were kids. So they took that from Bandai. So they released the Lightning Collection, which is yet again another, you know, Marvel Legends six-inch scale style of Power Rangers. And now they're re-releasing Ghostbusters, and they're starting out Ghostbusters strong with the Plasma. They call it the Plasma Collection. Yeah, Plasma Collection. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be Zool, all four Ghostbusters, Zool. And then, uh, what's her name? Uh, who turns, uh, it's not Diane. No. Sigourney Weaver's character. I have a brain fart at the moment. It's late. And, uh, but it, the build, the build a figure is a terror dog. Oh, you're and, Dana. Jeez. Yeah. And so all four Ghostbusters have removable proton packs. They have updated articulation compared to the Mattel stuff. They just look like a lot better figures and they're actually true six inch scale, which is not unlike Mattel's Mattel's is more like a five and a half inch scale. Yeah. And you could just tell that they're putting a lot of thought into this. And then even now it's February. Now they're coming out in June. So you're within four months. And then on top of that, as a big old, you know, coming out swinging for the fences, Hasbro back in the day, if you watch like the toys that made us and stuff like that, but just being a long time collector, I knew Hasbro bought Kenner. You know, and Kenner's from when we were kids. They did Star oh, yeah. Wars. They did, you know, Ghostbusters, Police Academy, like all these five-inch, you know, five points of articulation figures that we grew up and loved. Well, Hasbro has come out as a Walmart exclusive, and they're releasing all four Ghostbusters, Slimer, and Stay Puff from the real Ghostbusters line mm-hmm. from when we were kids. And they come, and they're the same molds because Kenner... Because Hasbro has all those molds. They're the same molds. They're the same figures. And they're coming out as Walmart exclusives on the retro cards. The The accessories are the same. 
the colors are the same and i practically lost my shit and they but the only thing is like walmart of course in their ultimate wisdom has dropped the ball in terms of the pre-order because i was just like just shut up and take my fucking money because i want to pre-order two sets like yeah i i need two sets because i want one open and one closed and they still haven't put up pre-orders yet and i think they know that they would crash walmart's website if they did but it was definitely one of those things where it was there was rumblings for a while and nobody everybody anticipated it but nobody thought that they were really going to do it and hasbro was like yep fuck it we're doing it here you go and yeah yeah those me. those figures hold up so well too yeah besides as well kind of like the tmnt all of the oddball ones not so much yeah but. and what's kick-ass about this whole entire thing is too is that nothing stops nothing stops hasbro from releasing you know six inch scale like Marvel Legends style real Ghostbuster figures as well. And because they know that people will buy the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Diamond, Diamond Select did it with their line. And I much prefer the scale of Hasbro's figures than I do Diamond Select because Diamond Select is usually like it's seven to nine inches. Yeah, tall. they're big. Yeah. And so it's so I'm just like, you know, I'm just chomping at the bit waiting for those to come out or waiting for those to be announced. But so far, the so far, the Ghostbuster stuff. Everything that I've seen from it, I'm not like from like you said, like the stuff like the Nerf guns, and then for the high end, like the ultra high end stuff, they're releasing Egon's proton wand. It's like a hundred dollars, but it's like a one one scale replica of his proton wand from the movie. Mm-hmm. It comes with like a display stand and everything like that. And the, Hasbro's really cornered the market on making these like really thought out and well done collectibles, but keeping a price point where it's not out of the range of somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you, you know, if you weren't a big time collector like me, but you really like Ghostbusters, it's like, oh, that thing's a hundred dollars, as opposed to another company which would charge like eight hundred dollars for it or a thousand dollars for it because they just use they use cheaper components, but cover, but cover it. But instead of making things metal, they use plastic, and instead of you know going over and just like they'll cast something in a color rather than having to paint it. So you get a better build thing where you can grab it and touch it and everything like that and don't have to feel as if you're going to break it. Yeah, and I mean, even when the stuff was on Maddie, uh, when Mattel mm-hmm. had it, I mean, yeah, some of their stuff, I mean, got pretty outrageous on kind yeah. of the one-to-ones. Yeah, well, because Maddie would do, like, one of the things that really, because I, I was all in on their DC Universe line, which was their six-inch scale DC figures, and... It, it got a little ridiculous after a while where I started getting burned out. And then with the Mattel stuff, the straw that burned the camel's back in terms of Ghostbusters was that they wanted to release a Ecto-1. And at first I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm really excited for Ecto-1. And But their price point was fucking astronomical because they got people for, you know, they got $500 for their Castle Grayskull. Was it 500 No, they got $300 for Castle Grayskull. Which at the time was was great because I mean it was a big giant playset, mm-hmm. but then Ecto One they wanted the same price point, and it was in my head it's like okay so it has lights and sounds and they're like has lights and sounds and details okay yeah. is it as big you know it's not as big well we understand that but pretty much they dumped it on us because they were you know it's almost like the Haslab stuff but they didn't do anything that made it appealing. They 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 didn't even show a prototype like with at least with the Haslab stuff they had a physical prototype so 
when you went to a comic book convention or you actually got to see pictures of it, they just had a picture like of a digital mock-up and they were like, here's what it'll look like. Okay. And then they were just like, we can't afford to make a prototype yet unless you do it. And it's like, you son of a bitch, you don't think you have Mar you know, you don't have Barbie and fucking Hot Wheels money. You act like that, you know, you don't have the money to do that. And then when it didn't get filled, you know, they were just pretty much like, it was your guys' fault. Thanks for thanks for ruining this. And so I was like, Man, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they lost the license, I was like, Good. Like, They're not doing anything with it anyway. And then when Hasbro picked it up, I was like, Oh shit, here we go. This is gonna be just take my money now because I know you're going to be taking a lot of it. So, one of the cool things about the one of the cool things that they did too, and this is just a one-off, was uh, you'll appreciate this Ivan Reitman and his son. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, so they actually produced like one-off figures for them of their likenesses, and they put it inside a Tobin Spirit Guide. I thought that was like the coolest shit. They didn't have to do that, and that's already already to me. It's like you've already gone over the top in terms of like how you feel about having this license Jay, jason yeah. seemed a little more excited than ivan yeah ivan <laughs> ivan was like, ivan oh, looked like he woke him up from a nap yeah yeah i know that's ivan reitman in general <laughs> but jason reitman i mean he was freaking out and it's a good looking figure too it was like holy shit like i kind of want this now but i just thought that was a cool thing to do they didn't have to do anything like that and those little kind of publicity stunts albeit it is a publicity stunt it was still just a cool thing to do because they didn't have to do that. They know that the Ghostbusters name will carry whatever they do in terms of sales for this stuff. And so, yeah, I pre-ordered all that stuff. Um, so enough of me about gushing about Ghostbusters. Um, onward to Transformers, which is another Hasbro, <laughs> which is another Hasbro thing that took the majority of my money. Um, Hasbro came out swinging out the gates and again with Transformers and they've, move from siege which is the line before this to earthrise which is like the same universe but pretty much siege was on cybertron but earthrise is on earth like as they come from cybertron so you're seeing a lot of like g1 recreations of transformers now yep. and it's pretty much like everything that i wanted as a kid in terms of what they look like and things like that and so one of the ones that they're releasing I'll touch on a couple of them. One of the big ones for me is they're releasing Scorponok. So Scorponok back in the day was like a 12 inch tall figure that would turn into a giant scorpion. It would transform into a giant scorpion, but also transform into a base. And this one now is the same price as Omega Supreme. So it's like $170, but it's two feet tall <laughs> and it transforms into a giant scorpion and also transforms into a base. And it's pretty much, and the colors and everything are, are an exact updated version of the original G1 toy. And so the pictures I posted on Discord, a lot of people were like, holy shit, that thing's big. They're like, no, you don't understand. The figure that's in the yeah. fucking thing's claw is a six-inch figure, and it's just this monstrous thing. I was like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to put it, but I'll fucking figure it out because I lost my shit because you don't. Yet again, they. It, what's crazy to me is they're releasing these figures and they're releasing them at good price points. Cause, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, for yeah. that scale. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And that's a retail figure. That's what's crazy to me. Like, that's a retail mass market figure. And so that's what it always made me angry about with Maddie Collector is they talked about all this high-end stuff. And it's like, well, Hasbro just released this figure that only people 30 and up really know who it is. 
and they're releasing it to a mass market for $130 cheaper than you ever would for your Ecto-1. What the yeah. fuck? And so they're doing that kind of stuff. Um, they had that, another one too. They had Skylinks. Skylinks is a, is a weird, like, <laughs> he, he, he's like a, he's a spaceship, but it turns into like a fucking bird, like a weird bird thing. It's a very obscure figure, and he's very obscure, but he's the same size as Jetfire, which is a commander class. So he's like a 12-inch tall figure. And so they showed off him, and I was like, fuck, well, it looks like I'm buying that too. And then they showed off a bunch of other figures that I was just like, man, fuck this. Just take all my money. And they showed off a completed Devastator from um, Revenge of the Fallen. As much as that movie fucking sucked, Devastator was cool looking. Yeah. And they showed off a finished version of him, and I was like, well, shit, I have five of the seven pieces needed to complete him. So I was able to pre-order the last two pieces. And they just, it was, just, they just come out swinging for the gates and swinging for the fences. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And that was just Hasbro. Uh, Hasbro also decided that they're going to relaunch G.I. Joe. Yeah, in, that's huge. In an, in yet again in the six inch scale, um, they touched on Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends is a whole shitload of stuff, but it's getting to a point now where I'm seeing. I hate to say it, as much as I love Marvel, I'm seeing a lot of better stuff come out of better lines. So I'm sort of like, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll pick and choose Marvel Legends as I see them, but I think more I'm going to be more collecting Transformers and like. Ghostbusters and stuff, but the cool thing was that they announced their next HasLab project, like Unicron, and you know, uh, Jabba's ship before that. The next one is going to be a Sentinel. <laughs> so, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that, like a that, four. Yeah, that may be pretty big. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a four or five foot tall Sentinel. You know, that thing's going to sell quick. Uh, yeah, that's that's... I'm trying to think, is there anything else in the Hasbro end where I'm like, I'm just I'm just thinking about all the shit that just come out from Hasbro's end. I think that's it. So Hasbro's end was exciting. Um, McFarlane Toys showed off some more DC figures because they, yet again, Mattel had the DC license and then ended up losing the master license or didn't renew, and they lost that to McFarlane Toys. McFarlane Toys showed off some more DC figures, including um, Arkham Asylum Batman and Arkham Asylum Joker, which look really good. They're coming out in the second wave. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed off, they showed off their spawn figure for Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I saw that. The which is going to be the shit. <laughs> I yeah, really like that figure good. a lot. Uh, another thing they showed off too, which I thought was weird, was they're doing a Kickstarter for they call them spawn upgrades. So he wants to do a Kickstarter and he wants to relaunch the first series of the original spawn figures with mod, like HD remaster of them. So modern articulation modern paint apps and they showed off like a statue version of spawn like the you know og spawn yep and if it has articulation and everything i'm i will support that kickstarter wholeheartedly because that figure looked incredible it was cool it had the big giant yeah it had the big giant pompous ass cape it had really like the old 90s paint apps that the og spawn had it was it was a good looking figure and if they updated with modern articulation if as long as it's not statues and it actually is articulated up there, okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, McFarlane Toys, if you told me five years ago that they were going to do DC figures, I wouldn't even... I looked at you twice and told you to fuck yourself, but 
these figures are actually good looking figures and they actually are decent the superman figures like i said one of the best superman figures i've ever bought um let's see yeah i'm just pulling a picture real quick of that spawn oh, yeah yeah the spawn like reloaded one yeah there's absolutely fantastic figure jazzware um in the gaming side of things jazzware is, is doing they have halo so the company that's been doing like the six inch Fortnite figures which have been really good they're actually doing halo figures now and the master chief that they showed if the prototype looks anything that, like the mass market figure, that line is going to do some real damage. It looks really, really good. Man, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm always curious on how well Halo does. Is just to see it's, how much it still holds a grasp on people. It's yet again. Uh, I mean, Mega Constructs just showed off a bunch of Halo sets, like the competing company for Lego, because they have like Game of Thrones and. Uh, at one point in time, they had turtles. They do Pokemon, but they showed off a bunch of Halo sets, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like Halo is this relevant that you have no problem releasing these big ass sets? But apparently, it does. Yeah, well. I mean, I guess Infinite yeah. should be coming out this year. Yeah, and what kills me is like all these lines that I'm telling you about, and how fantastic these figures are, and how excited they are. Most of these lines were dropped by Mattel because uh, Mattel had the Halo license for a long time. They didn't do anything with it. And then when they released figures, they were sort of mediocre. And then Jazzwares picks it up. And this figure, that figure definitely shits on anything that Mattel ever did with Halo. And I'm just like, and if you told me yet again, Jazzwares is another one. If you told me 10 years ago that Jazzwares was actually going to put out high quality action figures, I would just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're stupid. But yeah, there's, there's the big ones for me. And uh let's see diamond select is doing lord of the rings figures again so they showed off like sauron uh i think they showed off gimli legolas and they all look good yet again they're also like an obscure scale they're like seven inch scale yeah but they're they're really really good looking their sauron is is really really incredible looking i can imagine that figure being like 10 at least 10 inches tall and it just looks really really good and there's a market for that kind of stuff because the last time they did a uh lord of the rings figures like actually that scale were toy biz toy biz that was like pre hasbro or that was when hasbro really wasn't in the collector market toy biz which was owned by marvel at the time was doing their own figures and toy biz was the one that really kept a line going for lord of the rings oh wow yeah so let's see what else i got before i get into the big ones um, I think that's pretty much it in terms of that boss fight studio showed off Sam and Max, which I'm really excited for, you know, Sam and Max, like the yep. video game. Yeah. They boss fight studios is doing articulated versions of Sam and Max and they both look fantastic. What was Sam and Max old LucasArts? Was it? Yeah. Yep. Old LucasArts team. Yeah. The old point and click of Metro games. And then I had a cartoon back in the day. Um, yeah. So anyway, Last but not least for me, in terms of big time, big time stuff is uh, NECA. Because oh, that's the one thing I did find out. Uh, I, all these companies, Super Seven's doing turtles. NECA's got obviously more turtles that we'll get into in a second. But Playmates, who has the master license for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rise was such a <laughs> Rise was such a failure that they literally showed no turtle figures this year. 
yeah. they even said they were like turtles are going to take a break for the time being and i'm like bitch you're still making your money because you're just selling this license to you're just selling these licenses to freaking NECA and stuff so yeah the uh, it's it's shocking the more they stay what they're hurting their own brand oh yeah absolutely so Super 7 showed off Turtles. Their Turtles are different than NECA's because they're doing more of like the old school Playmate style of Turtles. Yeah. And so they showed off like Leonardo. They showed off the second wave. So it was like Mutagen Man, Leonardo, um, a couple other Shredder. And yeah, and they showed off Series 1 and Series 2. The, the Leo actually in physical form looks incredible. I just, I, at first I was on the fence about getting those because they are pricey. They're like 45 bucks a piece. Yeah because they come with a bunch of accessories and stuff, but seeing them is like seeing actual pictures of, like in person. I was like, fuck, I was like, okay, I guess I'm buying these now too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the greatest way to talk about those is it is the way you imagined your toys looking as a kid. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. All these yeah. toys that you're seeing are what you would picture. They would be, you know, as a kid sitting there playing with them. And so the big one for me and last but not least is NECA. So I'm staring at the picture right now. And so NECA came swinging for the fences. And I didn't say anything because, you know, when I was at ZoloCon and I met Randy from NECA, he actually, like, gave me, he actually showed me a picture of this stuff. Like, just gave me, a, like, a preview of it. I just didn't want to say anything. And so I got to see, like, Krang's Android body and stuff like that, like, before oh, him. But, yeah, because he was, like, he saw me. Because I had a, I was, I was sitting there like a fucking wrestling mark. Um, and I had a turtle shirt on, I bought vintage turtles and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a big turtles fan. Yeah. And so like, you know, I was like, he was like, yeah, let me show you this stuff. And so he showed me that. So we'll start from the top. I'm looking at the diorama scene. And so I'm looking at you, it as well. So yeah. So you see the triceratons yeah. on top and then, uh, the Baxter Stockman in the middle. I'm like, holy shit. I need that figure. Cause he looks so damn cool. Uh, Baxter I know, Stock- especially going, yeah. Baxter yeah. Uh, from the super seven line. Yep. Well, because I like that because the Super Seven version is like the Playmates version. Yep. And the the one here is like the cartoon version. Mm-hmm. And so you have Baxter Stockman, you have Casey and April sitting next to him. The Metalhead. You can see how big Metalhead is compared to an actual turtle. He's supposed to be like an Ultimate figure, so I yeah. think he's a little bit higher price point. They have a fucking Splinter next to him that looks insane. Uh, they showed off a uh, Slash Leatherhead. They have a Shredder. Uh, they showed off General Crag. They showed off freaking the Krang and the Android body, which is awesome because the Krang that came in the two pack, the little, the little you know six inch scale Krang, it actually fits into that Android body. So it's definitely in it's in a proper scale. Yep. And they showed off uh they showed off the different uh what they the rock guys. I know General Crag, but I guess they you know whatever the dimension X soldiers mm-hmm. they showed off the little robots from it the little robots that throw out the little whip oh, Jesus, yeah. from the video game I'm like man I was like you gotta be shitting me um so from the from the movie stuff for Turtles 2 they showed off Toka and Razar which look perfect they are two of the most perfect figures I've seen in terms of yeah so whatever whatever gripes you have about those movies those character designs were insane oh yeah oh yeah the animatronics and everything looks so good uh they showed off super shredder from turtles 2 yeah i don't i've never had a lot of love for super shredder but that figure i have a lot of love for that's for sure um they showed off they showed off the arcade turtles um in turtles again they showed off a movie casey jones and a movie Raphael in a trench coat yeah the, the movie casey jones long time coming there oh yeah it's and it looks fantastic and then 
the thing that made me lose my shit the most oh, no, and, <laughs> is the quarter scale tune turtles. Yeah. So they look like the old Playmates giant turtles, but they're fully articulated. And I think this one comes out in the third quarter of this year. Um, they retail for about 120 bucks a piece. Yeah, it's not bad. No, having swappable heads and they'll have multiple hands and stuff like that. It just one of the things like NECA does really good with their seven inch scale figures in terms of detail, but you really don't see detail until you have like a quarter scale figure in your hand. And so that quarter scale figure is just going to be the shit. And so I'm just showing my wife all these pictures. And of course she's scolding me like, where the fuck are you going to put it? And I'm like, I'm going to find someplace. I'm going to have to whore myself out for another storage unit or something. Um, they showed off a lot of new horror figures. Um, they're doing the Toonie terrors. Like they're yeah, like it's the been little, a big like, series for them. Yeah, so the next series is going to be uh, one of the ones, a couple of them that are stand out are Beetlejuice, um, what's that, Sam from Trick or Treat, and then, uh, what's her name from The Exorcist? I'm not a big horror person. Yeah, I, I, I used to work in the building that Linda Blair used to work in. Oh, really? Hmm, that's yeah, weird. She worked in a shitty haunted house and puked up some green pea <laughs> soup after she did The Exorcist. Jesus Christ, really? That's weird. Yeah, I was... Uh, yeah, when they moved into that building, I was in the dressing room and saw the pallets of green pea soup. <laughs> yeah, her career went went real just far fun. after that. Yeah, it just really fucking tanked. And so, yeah, it's that's that's that was my pretty much like the big heavy hitters for me for Toy Fair. It definitely, I'm glad this shit is spaced out because it's gonna be. A, I'm buying a lot of figures this year. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like Neca's 35th anniversary Back to the Future. Oh yeah, that's that one's cool too. And then it, I had to go back, but I'm like, man, was Back, back to the Future the animated series? Were those characters that fucking awful looking? Yep, sure like... were. <laughs> the, <coughs> the DeLorean, the DeLorean itself looks cool as shit. Oh, I I remember <laughs> McDonald's when they had those toys. I was like, yep. the DeLorean was the probably still one of the coolest Happy Meals of it, sparking mm-hmm. in the back. But I'm like. Man, I'm like, I have no desire to get any of those. Yeah, and what's what sucks is about that kind of stuff. You you hope that they would do it, but even this, you know, they'll do the the collector scale figures and things like that. But you, I really don't see them doing a DeLorean, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's the same way with the turtles. Like I I would kill for them, and honestly, the way they're going, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would kill for them to do a fucking turtle van. Yeah, they they have a lot more possibility to do that over at DeLorean. Yeah, and so but. it's I, I just think it's crazy that Playmates because about man, eh, we'll say I think about fifteen years ago. Was it, yeah, about fifteen years ago, Playmates was really really angry about other people using the license, and so Playmates had the master license, so they were releasing at the time they were releasing. What were they doing? They were doing, I think, the 2003 line. Yeah. And NECA released the Mirage Comics Turtles. And there was literally like a cease and desist from Playmates. And they were like, you're not allowed to use this unless you do X, Y, and Z. And so they were like, fuck it. We're just not going to do it. And then even with the convention exclusives, starting with the, the arcade Turtles, the only way they were able to do those exclusives is because they were convention exclusive. That's the only way they were able to do the figures. It was all the shit that that uh, Playmates sets out because they, it's like they almost wanted to try to ruin a line because it's like, look, see, we told you, like your line failed too. 
but because it's the same way with the target stuff like all the target exclusive turtles they're not allowed to be in the same toy aisle with the rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtle stuff yeah they have to be like off in a collector section and that's actually a stipulation that's passed down by playmates it's it's like almost like a non-competitive clause and it's like yeah because you know that your show that you have right now is shit and these figures aren't selling at all and apparently uh playmates and like nickelodeon have been profusely apologizing for rise saying that you know they're sorry it's not working out it's not doing well Especially coming from the 2012 line, because the 2012 line that line sold like gangbusters, and then well, yeah, every everything about the 2012 series, man, was yeah, just it's on fire. Yeah, it was a freaking great series, and those figures sold like gangbusters. And last time I was in Target, like what was it two or three days ago, there was literally one peg for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures for Rise, and that's sad because I remember walking in that same Target when the 2012 series was out. And it used to be a whole entire, literally one third of a section of the yep. toy aisle was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. And during Christmas time, it couldn't stay filled. And Playmates, they one of the things that they do is they ship big ass cases. They ship like cases, like on average, most places ship like you know six, eight pieces to a case. They would ship like twenty six to thirty two a case. And to see that stuff sell through that fast, it was like holy shit. And to see the way Playmates is handling it now, which to be fair, I mean, it was more likely Nickelodeon's fault because they were like, look at this hot new show. It's so different. And everybody's like, fuck that show. Yeah they, yeah, they didn't have a lot to work with. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much my Toy Fair experience. Uh, I'm, I'm really hyped up for a lot of stuff they're doing, and I will definitely be tracking all that shit down, and I will find a place to fucking put it. <laughs> I know. I, I look at that, I'm like... All that to collect, and then I'm like, new consoles. I'm like, fuck, I'm screwed this yeah, year. Yeah, I know. It's I, I told uh, I told Toast because apparently Toast has a lot to talk about. I was they showed off the specs for the Xbox One, uh, the Series X today, and I was reading that, and I'm like, holy fuck! And man, they they are swinging. The only the only crazy part to me is I'm surprised that Sony hasn't said a word unless they're doing. Only thing I could think of is either they're waiting to see or they're doing live modifications. Like they were waiting for like the the specs to come out for the Series X to either compete or Yeah, uh, honestly I honestly I I picture them they're probably going to be pretty close. Um yeah. Obviously Xbox has some pri- proprietary things that they're doing, but honestly it comes down to verbiage and how they sell it. Oh yeah, absolutely and you know, it's yet again, as much as you say a console war and everything like that, what's cool is like all these companies are putting themselves into position to the only people that they're really competing against is us in terms of our money. Yeah. <laughs> they're not competing against each other because I mean, we're going to buy them regardless. I buy, I buy both consoles anyway. Cause I like playing games and I don't have a, a fucking brand loyalty shit. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited cause they were showing the, like a uh, Xbox Series X, like they were showing comparisons on IGN that it's going to be like pretty much two Xbox One Xs combined, yeah. and I'm like fucking shit. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and and seeing all the specs and them to confirm it, yeah, yeah. I mean, five hundred bucks, yeah, it makes sense. I'm yep. pretty sure that's where it's going to be at. Which I mean, at this point, you know, it was going to you know it was going to move into that price point anyway because. 
with the SSD and everything like that. And it's really funny because you have a lot of people that bitch about prices when it comes to that. And like, oh, it's not 400 it's 500 It's like, okay, you're the same motherfucker that just tweeted out that you spent 500 bucks on a processor for your PC. So I don't yeah. want you bitching about a full entire experience being 500 bucks. So it's, yeah, I have no problem paying that. It's when... It's when you had a featureless console that didn't have good games that was 600 that made me angry. Yeah. Yeah, my I'm at you PlayStation 3. Yeah, I'm I'm just excited for probably both consoles backwards compatibility yeah. more than likely and that I have a lot less problem investing into a new console generation on day 1 when I have everything I can still play. Yeah, and then hearing about like that's why I'm curious about what PlayStation's doing because right now with Cyberpunk, I'm really excited for Cyberpunk, and then we'll talk about it more with Toast. But uh, one of the things that CD Projekt Red tweeted out was that you know they were like people don't people shouldn't have to pay for games twice, and that the Xbox One version of Cyberpunk is going to get the Series X upgrade for free. Yeah, what was what did Microsoft call that today? They uh, they had some some term for basically. At least all of their first parties, you buy it, you are guaranteed to have the best version no matter where you play it. Right. And so I'm just like, I'm just like, man, I was like, this is going to be the shit. I was like, okay, I'm, I am totally down. I was already going to pre-order Cyberpunk for Xbox One anyway. Yeah. But to be able to upgrade it and to get a Series X, it's like, all right, cool. Like, this is... And then also with it being fully backwards compatible with the Xbox One, I think this is going to be one of the first times in a long time that I actually sell a console to put it towards another console. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense to hold on to it. No, because the wife doesn't play video games like that. And yeah, there's really no point of it being fully backwards compatible. There's no point of me holding on to it with, uh, 1X because I most of my movies are digital anyway and and all my shit's going to float right over to the Series X, so I'm hyped for that. Yeah. Yeah, my only struggle is going to be just the Scorpio edition. I don't know if I want to get rid of that, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can always keep it for nostalgia purposes. It depends on what kind of trade-up they do, and if they do, like, you know, if it's like 100 bucks or something, I'll probably just say fuck it and just keep it. But if it's like something substantial where they're like, we'll give you 200 or $250 towards your trade, then I'll be like, fuck yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I still have this sinking feeling that they're going to do something with Project X Cloud that's, even if you have the old Xbox, it's going to enhance your performance somehow through that. Oh yeah, they'll figure it all out. But Well, it's not a bad week. It's good, yeah. good to be back. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to put something out. I I feel bad about last week because it was just between you being sick and then me fucking up with the tweet. It was like, oh, whoops. Well, there's no point of recording on Thursday and then recording a couple days later. Yep. We do the staff fun. We don't do it because we're good at it. Yeah, right. I hear that. If we did, we'd be fucked. I'd be homeless. But anyways, we should, should have toast around next week. So yep. hopefully all three of us will be around and... I want to say thanks for listening, and where can they find us, Bob? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Complete Geeks. All right. And join the Discord. It'll be in our notes on the show. Yes, absolutely. That's the that's best place to go. All right. Well, thanks again. We appreciate you listening. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye.